Hi, good afternoon. It is Niall Boyle and welcome along to the Niall Boyle podcast this afternoon. Something a little bit different today. Of course, yesterday we spoke quite a lot about whether refugees were welcome in Ireland. We will follow that up, by the way, because we got a lot of follow-up calls and reactions to that particular show. Actually, a huge amount, particularly last night. We got a lot of WhatsApps. Don't forget, by the way, if you ever want to WhatsApp the show, you want to get involved, you want your comment read out, or you want to come on the air, we will take calls a little bit later on. All you've got to do is WhatsApp or text 85 100 Today we want to talk about Ireland's dark past, particularly when it comes to education. And should those be responsible for physical and sexual abuse? I'm sure, no doubt, with sexual abuse they should go to jail. But even with physical abuse, because people were tormented physically by teachers, should they be responsible and charged now at this late stage? Some people say you can't apply that retrospectively, but I believe you can. But in February, the former teacher and rugby coach admitted abusing 22 students of the private school in the 1970s, 80s and 90s. John McLean was the man. The sentence will only begin after he finishes an existing eight-year sentence, which he was handed down two years ago for the sexual abuse of 23 other boys. Many of the complaints came forward after hearing Damien Heatherton's uh, plea in 2021. And we spoke to Damien, by the way, on the radio show during the day at that particular time. And he was in court to support his fellow survivors. And on the line, Damien joins me. Good afternoon, Damien. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Damien, look. Great to be here. Thankfully, uh, John McLean is in prison where he belongs. I believe he's going to be moved now to Arbor Hill. And, you know, I suppose for a man who, well, I know he wasn't a man of the cloth, but certainly he was in a school which was considered to be full of messengers of God. It's not something that surprises us nowadays. But when did this all start for you? And firstly, what year were you there in the, in this in Tenure College? Well, I would have gone to Tenure College around, uh, I think it was 72, mm. 1972. And I went into the junior school first. We went there after, I went up to St. Marie and Ballyron, and then after communion, you went to Tenure College and into junior school. And it actually started in the junior school with, an, with a priest that was there who's long dead. And he be fiddling with you in the toilets and he'd even go as far as be kissing you he'd be kissing the face off kids you know and, and but so, how would he uh, but how would he even get access to children at, at that stage and i suppose in their innocence children in those days thought these were figures of authority and did they question it did they complain about it or no you kind of thought but this is part this is this is what happens you know yeah yeah you know you're talking as you say the dark past but so many kids just didn't question it you yeah. know yeah, and uh, but it started in there with him, and then when you went into the senior school, uh, you were expected to play rugby. And yeah. uh, but either way, it wasn't so much with rugby. He uh, McLean was also a teacher, an English teacher. Yeah, and uh, it sticks in my craw to say it was quite a good one by all accounts. Yeah, but uh, he was rampant at it there. I mean, he was called the Doc, and his Doc nickname came from. The rugby training. If a young lad would sprain himself, he'd be rubbing him and he'd bring him into the, the side and he'd be rubbing and the hands would go up around the thighs and up, yeah. around the crotch. And it was common knowledge to stay away from Doc. But uh, so, in other words, all the all the kids the, all the kids knew what he was up to. But no, they did. I, yeah, yeah, but because he was a figure <laughs> of authority, they didn't, they didn't kind of question it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be terrified of this or this fella as well. Like, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, even you know, yeah, and. Uh, but as I said, he wasn't the only one out there. But anyway, yeah. the, the thing about it is, I mean, he, what he did to me was. Well, when, what age uh, were you? What age were you when it started with you? When he it was when about he kind of... thirteen, I'd say. Yeah, about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, would have got into a senior school then, yeah. I know I left in 76 anyway. I just couldn't take any more. I didn't even do the insert. Um, between the violence and that, the violence yeah. was horrendous in junior college. I mean, they just beat you for to pass the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, quite common practice in those days, wasn't it? Was, was, yeah, huh? it was quite common practice in those days. They kind it of was, felt yeah. they, they kind yeah. of felt that was the norm. We just beat them up if they didn't do something right. Well, it's only when it started coming out, really, in the late nineties, and started coming, it became public that yeah. people started saying. I mean, I have to say about Charlie McCreevy. And it's true what he said. It was there was a big scandal that broken about the Christian Brothers in the early nineties. Yeah, and it came out that day. And on questions and answers that night, he was on the panel, and the news came out. So he was asked for his opinion, and he made a very good statement. He said, "Before I say anything," and he did slate them. But he said, "Before I say anything, I want to point out that the Christian Brothers gave me and thousands like me a great education." You know, so yeah. you have to remember that, you know, and it's the same with the Carmelites. So we're, the, down in Turnure, there was great teachers and great priests down there. Yeah. But of course, you have the, the score course. in the bottom of the barrel, you know. But so when, when, away with that. when was it for us? Sorry, sorry for interrupting you, Damien, but at what point in your life, and obviously this played on your mind so much so that you lost your education over, the end of your education over, but at what point in your life did you say, you know, I need to do something about this. I'm going to report this. This man is not going to get away with this. Because it was your, the charges in, in your particular case that led to so many people coming forward. Because, of course, I remember talking to you on the radio going back about two years ago. And after yeah. that, then, there was another 22 boys had come forward with another 22 charges, which yeah. made sure that he stayed in jail for a long time. And we can see him actually there. We have a video of him there actually going in and out of the court. I mean, and if you were ever to look at somebody, I always, I always think it's wrong to say that somebody looks evil. But looking at him there on the screen, he looks evil. He looks like the type of person that would be responsible for that kind of thing. It's difficult to see him with his mask on him there. But what point what point in your life did you say, I need to do something about this? Well, I mean, I always... By the way, the day that this happened in the court, my kids had known nothing about this. My mm -hmm. wife had known nothing about it. I hadn't said this to anybody. And they were shocked when... I told him uh, it might be on the news tonight. You know, um, I did nothing about it because I didn't think it do anything about it. I thought it was pointless. And then in 2015, I got a message through Facebook from Tim O'Darty. Um, as I said in the interview, the that journalist, the journalist, favorite, then of course, Tim everybody's yeah. favorite punch bag. Um, and Gemma got in touch and asked me, had I asked, could she phone me? And I she rang me. I didn't really know who she was. I knew she was a journalist. And she got a lot of us together. She traced us through Facebook and Turner College things and everything. Yeah, well done. To and she yeah. got a, a, a bunch of us together. And she practically dragged me down to Turner Garda Station. And I have to hand it to her. And I thought it was a waste of time, but it wasn't. And that was the result of it. So you and, so and many other boys came forward. And what I was it? In. What was it like when you when you were sitting in town your guard station for the first time that you had kind of approached this or faced this, yeah. you know? And the guard obviously was taking a statement from you and questioning yeah. you in relation to what happened, or what well, not questioning, but certainly taking a statement and listening to what you had to say. That must have been very difficult for you then to kind of go back in your memories and remember everything that happened. It must have been difficult it was, for you. It, 
was it was kind of it was nearly living it like over again, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you just blocked and forgot about. And even with ex pupils, my best friend, we never discussed it. And turns out he was the same, and he's yeah. now going against them as well. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a thing you never discussed. So it's sort of all like, pardon the, the analogy, but it's like you're just bringing it, vomiting it all up again, you know, bringing it yeah. all back up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but. That particular guard, the first day I went down uh, in 2016, he had had statements taken before from people, from past pupils back in the 90s, and he never followed it up. This was, yeah, and this was in 1996. Up. There was two complaints made about him in 1996 yeah. to the guards, and they did nothing about it. But I suppose that was that was kind of common at the time, that the guards were getting these complaints yeah. and thought, ah, oh, sure, look, the they know best, yeah. And the guard probably just said it to us, Senior, what they do have, yeah, loads of them, yeah. But even in 2016, with mine, he didn't do anything. But suddenly, he was gone. He was transferred. And, and did, did you feel when up. you were in, when you were in Garda Station in Terenura, did you feel you were being taken seriously at that time? I did, but I felt like he was just going through the motions. Right. Okay. Yeah, here's another statement. You know, yeah. you know, maybe he had a connection to Terenura. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the the Another guard, uh, two guards took it over. Uh, Peter Lyons, great guy. Yeah, he's in Crumlin now, and uh, he he followed it through, and he got your man into court. And, and what was it like that yeah. day when when you were in court? I know you've been in court more recently again because obviously back in February he was sent down again um, for another twenty two charges. But when you went into court that day and you saw him standing in the dock, I mean, what did he look remorseful? Was he in denial? He seems no, to never, have been. Well, well, he never I, looked I, th over. I think he was in denial, wasn't he? Yeah, he never looked over. But then you, you feel like maybe if we had come forward sooner. But I mean, again, nobody listened to us, you know, in the 90s. Because he went on to do it for 30 years in junior college. 30 yeah. years, Nile. Yeah. And they knew, the dogs in the street knew about it. There's a story of one of the survivors that told me, he was a, himself was on the news, DVG News, he told me that there was an incident where the, one of the priests walked in on it and closed the door and did nothing. And he was let go on there for 30 years. How many guys did he abuse in 30 years? Kids. And then eventually he was pushed out and he went out as director of rugby to UCD. And he was there for about, well, he wouldn't have, the lads would have been older out there. He wouldn't have been getting up to any of his tricks. And he was there for many years until, and he was involved in Leinster rugby. Um, and he was a god in the rugby circles. But, like, but, so but, but, other words, he got away with it for a far... It took me 40 But, but isn't years. this the problem? When we look at the all these cases... Me, the time he was locked yeah. up. When we look at all these cases, Damien, the biggest problem in all of these... Well, obviously the biggest problem is the perpetrator of the crime. But one of the other biggest problems is the individuals that surrounded them who knew what yeah. went on and who were well aware of the situation... We did absolutely nothing about it. We saw the same with the reports that came out in relation to priests who had interfered with Pete, with young children. Yeah. That, you know, bishops and other priests knew about them and all they did was move them from place to place to move avoid any complications. You know, so yeah. it's kind of the same situation. So most likely the principals or the other teachers would have been aware of his behaviour because something would have been said. Absolutely. They were aware of us. They were, but they were probably in fear of their jobs. Hmm. Um. I got a, there was a teacher there. She got in touch with me after going only recently, 
she was 21 at the time, and she said, he had actually taken her under her wing when she started in Terenure, and she lived not far from him. She said, he used to give me lifts in, yeah. and he dropped me home. Yeah. And she knew nothing about it, she said. But I don't know. So, well, I mean, well, maybe, maybe in their innocence, maybe people, some people knew nothing about it, but certainly some knew a lot about it. But, but getting back to when he was in court, so at no stage did he admit guilt. Um, he was in denial. He seems to be completely delusional as to what he's done. Do you think he genuinely believes he's done nothing wrong? I mean, well, he is, he that, is he that delusional? He did plead guilty to all the charges, you know. Mm. There was no uh, there was no trial. There was no evidence. There was impact statements. He pled guilty two, to Yeah, two days of impact statements against him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, at the same time, he didn't look in it. He, he wouldn't look over it. He looked like he was sitting there bored and wanted to get out. You know, uh, my trial the first time, of course, he had the the he had the mask on. Yes, so right. He yeah. was covering a lot, and he, he he sat with his back to everybody, to all of us. You know, and did, but, that was, uh, yeah, the picture we see him with the mask on. Did he make any statement? Did he make any statement at all? Him? Yeah. No. No. no never opened his mouth. Never because, and I was sitting with I was sitting very close to him. I mean, that's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Because no, I remember in the in the ninety in the eighties, I was coming down the stairs. I think I probably told you the last time I was in, in the restaurant upstairs in the Yellow House, in Farnham. And I was coming down the stairs, and who was coming up the stairs yeah. but him? And how I didn't draw out that day because I was young and wild in those days in the eighties. Yeah. And it took when I saw him coming like up. Yeah, it flashed back like to me. You know. Yeah. But still, anyway. Well, I mean, for people who don't understand, and, and everybody understands some level of physicality and, and physical violence that they received in school, but certainly they, it, most people that didn't get as far as sexual violence or sexual um, abuse, for people who don't understand how that affects your life, well, firstly, it affected your education because you didn't want to pursue yeah. your education then because you just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. And but how does, it, how does that affect it, your life? Does that play in your mind still to this day, all the time? It did, and it also knocks confidence out of you as well. Like, I mean, mm. I was always, I was always convinced I was just good for nothing. Yeah. Um, things I wanted to do, I would, I wanted, I would have loved to have been in broadcasting. Yeah. I would have loved to have been public speaking and dealing and all that, but I never had the confidence. Um. I'm thinking into pirate radio. <laughs> I'm talking nice. about that, and yeah. uh, but it did. It knocked the confidence out of you. I, I mean, I used to. I, I I was a month on the Mitch before my parents realised I hadn't been in at all because I, it, I was just terrified to go in between the sexual abuse and the daily violence. I mean, there was one particular fellow there. If he passed you in the corridor, he just smacked you just out of something to do. That just sounds crazy. just because he could. Yeah. Just because he could, yeah. Yeah. They were psychos. A lot of them were psychos, but at the same time there was a, a lot of good ones. I suppose it wasn't fifty fifty. It was probably about thirty percent of them were good, decent teachers and priests and when when but, you look uh, back at that time and, and leaving aside the, the sexual violence, and I'm not obviously negating the sexual violence, but leaving aside uh, that, this kind of every single teacher was well, almost all of them thought it was acceptable to beat a child or slap a child or put them in the corner and make a fool of them or embarrass them or emotionally destroy them. Every teacher thought that was okay to do. And I remember speaking to one of my own primary school teachers who was quite well-renowned at the time in our school because he was probably the most violent. 
uh, because he would take out, he had a bata, which he called, which was basically the dowel off a baby's cot. And he would beat you with that, you know, or he'd hit you across the hands with it on a cold winter morning or whatever it was. But they thought it was okay to do that. Now, I don't know whether they had kids of their own or whether they did that at home. I doubt it. But why do you think, when I spoke to him, he said, I asked him, I said, why did you do it? I said, like, would you do it now? Would you hit a five-year-old or a seven-year-old now with a stick? And he said, no, not at all. And I said, well, why did you do it then? He said, because everybody else was doing it. I mean, do you, uh, leaving aside obviously the sexual aspect of it, do you accept, you know, when you look at the other teachers in Taran, you and the physical violence around a lot of these schools, particularly the religious ones by the religious orders, do you accept that they, they genuinely believed it was acceptable to beat children? Well, it was. Mm. Um, do you know something, Night? I often said, and people criticise me for saying it, it's like everything else. The people, some take it too far. Mm. There was no harm to be a little bit scared or terrified of the teacher. It put a bit of manners on you. And it taught you respect. And if he gave you a couple of patters of the cane, mm. maybe it wasn't too bad. But then it went to the opposite. Where, I mean, they punch a teacher now. Yeah. They, they can't. It did instill a bit of fear and respect in you. But, of course, although they, they, they were mostly extreme and yeah. through blood. But it was acceptable, sure. Corporal punishment was allowed then, you know? Up to nineteen eighty up to 1982 was allowed, yes, yeah, so absolutely yeah. illegal in By the way, it still happened after that. that. Yeah. yeah. And do you, do you think there are more victims still to come forward? Does, do you think John McLean has more victims still to come forward? Because the amount of victims that he's had just goes to show you that he just had complete free reign. He literally did oh, yeah. whatever he wanted to do. Oh, I've no doubt there's more victims. No doubt, but it's it's up to themselves why they haven't come forward. But a lot, even since the last trial, there's a lot of cases going in against the Carmelites. Mm -hmm. You'll see a for sale sign at, at your College mm -hmm. yet. You know they've already mm -hmm. tried to to get planning permission on the. the Rugby pitches in the back. Yeah, the Carmelites are—they're going to have a lot of problems, and there's a lot, of, a lot of uh, claims going in. Of mm. yet From they people. didn't take them to court. Yeah, but there's claims going in. You know, there's civil a cases. Of yeah, as well. You know. Yeah, there'll be a lot but, of civil uh, cases against them, of course. Somebody took a guess that in the time he was there, he could have had up to six hundred victims, like you know. And when you think of thirty years, you know he. He had 30 years free doing what he was want, wanted to do. You know? And I don't know how any of the older boys, even myself, when we got older, didn't go back and have a word with them. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually surprised that somebody didn't take the law out of their own hands yeah. at some point because yeah. with so many people and so many victims of this one individual and he goes down, obviously, in history. And he, by the way, he joins, he has some good company, by the way, in Arbor Hill. Um, with other uh, paedophiles that are in there and sex, uh, sexual abusers that are in there. So he has good company in there. Uh, hopefully he'll be in there for a long time uh, and hopefully he will spend the rest of his days there because he is quite old now at this stage. So yeah, hopefully yeah. he'll spend the rest of his days there. Anyway, yeah, uh, absolutely. Were, were you happy enough, see, with, you know, were you happy enough with the sentence, by the way? Well, my sentence, uh, the original one, yes, eight years, I suppose, when you look at what happens. Yeah, uh, one particular judge is letting them walk out the door on a daily yep. basis. Yeah, won't name them on your program, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 
Right. But he, that judge was actually the judge in the second case there back in February. Yeah. And when I saw him on the bench, I said, nah, nothing's going to happen here. But funny enough, he gave him another four years. That's to start after the other sentence is complete. Well, so, thankfully, uh, well, thankfully, it's consecutive and not concurrent because sometimes in Irish yeah, law, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I was surprised with, with the particular judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there has been a lot anyway, of people I make comments. Of my life, I was very lucky. I met a fantastic woman. And, a and can woman. you, but here's Damien, I mean, can you get on with your life? Isn't that the hard part when you've been through such a traumatic experience like that, you know, and but I've been sexually I got on with my life the best I could. So you have to yeah. get on with it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I probably would have done a lot better. I mean, I probably should have done my intercert on my leaving certificate and probably gone to college. But instead, yeah. I've been mechanic and then driving a taxi and just doing working bits and pieces. Yeah. I mean, they often joke to me, you're the best taxi driver to come out of there in your college, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter. I've been rewarded very well with the family I have. Yeah. You know, so that, that keeps me going. And what would you say you know? to people who are out there? There are people listening today and, and watching today, and we'll probably talk to some people after we're finished talking to you as well, who maybe, you know, listening to you now and they're saying, well, I remember that happened to me, but I never went to see anybody. I never complained. I never did anything. And it still plays on their mind now, you know, 50 years later, 40 years later. What would you say to those people? Would you tell them to come forward? Absolutely. I mean, what was it? Is it a that. difficult process? I mean, that whole process must be emotionally very difficult. It wasn't that difficult. difficult, really. It wasn't that difficult. Uh, it is. It, up there it is, because you're reliving the whole thing again. Mm. But regards the guards and the, the system, but it's very, very important. It gives you great closure. It, it was a load off my mind when, mm. when I actually did it. And as I said the day, the first case outside, it's never too late. Yeah. 47 years it took me. I, I never thought it. Definitely. I thought he'd got away with what he had done to me and what he had yeah. done to other lads. You thought he'd take and, it to the uh, grave with him. But yeah. Very important to come forward, whether it's him or any of them. Like, the last day I went into the court, I was humbled because fellas were coming up to me and then shaking my hand and saying that if it wasn't for what I had said the day the first case, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Even a couple of Black Rock lads. Yeah. You know, so it's not just turn your. So and I got messages from, oh, the, at the first case, I was overwhelmed with messages through Twitter and Facebook from people all over the place who had suffered the same. And all I can say is, it, it is a, it, it, it does take a load off your mind if you yeah. if you challenge it and yeah. get them to pay for what they did. You know? Well, look, Damien, anyway. I wish you well and um, thank you very much indeed for sharing the story. And, you know, if your story and, and the last time you were on, obviously a lot of people heard it and maybe that encouraged people to come forward too. And if your story encourages yeah, more people, of not just John McLean, of many other predators oh, yes. and paedophiles that were out there at the time, um, if it encourages them to come forward, or anybody who was physically abused in any yeah. shape or form, um, well, then it's a good thing, isn't it, I suppose, from that point of view. Even even if the perpetrator is dead, still go. Yeah, I've often know. wondered, by the way, you know, if the perpetrator is dead, should we have posthumous trials? Maybe we should, you know. You know, well, against the, the schools, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you, Damien. I appreciate you talking Thanks, to us Simon. today. Always a pleasure. And, thank you. And good luck in the future. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Thank well, there you go. There's Damien Hetherington. Uh, Damien was a victim of John McLean, who's now in Arbor Hill Prison, in jail, where he belongs. Absolutely where he belongs. Anyway, I want to get your story today. Now, not just about sexual abuse. Ireland has a very dark past. 1982, we banned corporal punishment forever. 
which means no longer could teachers beat you up, no longer could they hit you. But here's the question about that dark past. Yes, if somebody was sexually abused, go to the guards. And that person should face a trial. And if they're guilty, they should go to jail. But there was more than sexual abuse. There was physical abuse. I was a victim, like many others at the time, because I'm 59 years of age. I was a victim of physical abuse at the Christian Brothers in Delisal College in Rohini. They physically abused you. They grabbed you by the hair. They pulled you around the classroom. They called you names. One particular woodwork teacher actually threw a chisel at a guy one day and split him open. We had another teacher who used to hit you with a T-square. Do you remember those big T-squares, big wooden ones? He'd hit you across the back with it. I mean, that was the kind of people we had in those days. They were the teachers we had. So I want to know, do you believe we should revisit that? Or should we leave it in the past? In other words, when I say revisit it, if you did that nowadays, if a teacher hit a child with a T-square, with a chisel, with a duster, smacked them across the face, grabbed them by the hair, they'd be brought to court and go to jail for assault. But we seem to ignore it. But I'm asking you retrospectively, should those teachers be charged now? Should we revisit that? Or should we leave it in the past and just move on and just put it down to history and make sure it doesn't happen again? Let us know what you think. You can text right now at 85 100 That's 85 100 Numbers on the screen there, 85 100 We want to get your comments, your thoughts, and if you want to come on the air, please do. Let me go to Gladys. Gladys, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bowling Podcast. Hi. Hi, Nile. How are you doing? Now, Gladys, yeah, um, like many others, you were a victim of corporal punishment. Sorry, the line is a bit bad, so oh, I'm not sure, you oh, know, for, yeah. sorry, did you did you ask me, was I a victim? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a lot older than you are, so, yeah, it was pandemic when I was a child, um, you know, you were hit for everything, you know, everywhere, you know, so um, I believe that what, that's what they did to children then should be looked at, mm. because we're still around, we still exist, and they, what they did, and for actually no reason at all yeah. for most of the time. But I remember every one of those slaps and the cane and the knuckles to the side of the head, which they seemed to quite enjoy. That was so incredible. Was, I remember we had a we had a Christian brother who used to do that with the knuckles at the side of the head. He'd actually punch you in the side of the head. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe it has psychological damage. And because this particular nun that did this to me at the side of the head and I couldn't have been any more than five or six. And it was maths. And where she used to hit me. I still to this day have problems with maths. Now look, you could say, oh look I probably would have I anyway. I don't I'll never know. But every time I got something wrong, she hit me on the side of the head with her knuckles. And I can still see her face. I can still feel the pain. So yeah, I, mm. I think we should revisit this. You know, I whether it's there's punishment there for them who did it. Who, who you know, I think uh, Professor Pat Dolan called it a pandemic in mm. Ireland. Yeah. You know, we seem to love this sort of stuff. You know. And what but do you, I what do you say to people? Them. What do you say to people who will say uh, those teachers who were around at that time? If many of them are still alive, by the way, they'd be kind of in their eighties now, whatever it happens to be. But yeah. what do you say to those teachers who say, "Well, look, everybody else was doing it. That's just the way it was." You know, I mean, like I, I wouldn't I don't do believe now. that. Mm. I don't believe that. I think they enjoyed it. I think, you know, like kids were seen and not heard. Yeah. You know, we, so it was, it was, 
there was no respect or anything. There was no psychology. There was no understanding. But what I learned was I never was going to do that. That's what I learned. So if I could learn that, just an ordinary person, that I was never, if I ever had a child, I remember thinking this, I will never, ever do that. I will never slap them across the face. I will never hit them in the hands. And I was only thinking about it before I came on the air. And, you know, if, you know, my child was running out on the road, would I grab them? And obviously you would, you know, yeah. and be terrified that you would hurt them or you name it. Because mm. it's, it's some indignity of being hit. You know, what does it teach you? Nothing other than, you know, it didn't, it didn't teach me anything. And, and I wonder, I, I often wonder too with my own school teacher, particularly my principal school teacher as well, who was quite violent. I, I, I often wonder, did he go home and like he was a middle-aged man, a big man, tall, I always remember that. Mind you, everybody looked tall to me when I was seven years of age. <laughs> but but I, I used to wonder, you know, later in life, did he go home and do that to his own kids? Or, or was it just the kids in the school he thought he had permission to do it to? You know, I mean, did he beat his yeah, own it's kids? It's hard up? to know, yeah, because I, in primary school I can see her in front of me. Her, I can see her cane. And I remember this one where we're always getting the cane for whatever reason. Silly things. When when you think about what kids were like in those days, you know, mm. we were so innocent. And an innocent child, I, you know, and as you're absolutely, everybody seemed tall and massive and you're tiny mm. and you're asked to put out your hands. And I remember this particular day, don't know what we were meant to have done. And my little friend, and I put my hand out and the, the marks, it would last for days on your hand. Particularly cold but morning. I smiled. Yeah. yeah. I smiled to my friend to sort of say, look, it's okay. And for doing that, then I was punished further on the other hand. I can still remember going into the class before the teacher would arrive. And there would be me and a couple of others maybe standing near the radiators heating our hands up. Because yeah. we knew we hadn't got our homework finished. Or we knew we hadn't got something done properly. So we knew we were going to get six of the best. So you'd, you'd yeah. be there with a couple of others who were in the same situation, heating your hands up so it wouldn't be too bad when you got the stick or the yeah. bata, as he called it, across the hands. I well, mean, they have to have, as an adult, you know, sort of thing and all through my life, it, I never, ever could understand why anybody would hit a child. I still don't. I could never understand it. I could never, because of the indignity and what it does, just feeling that a child... Ne- well, from my personal view, a child never forgets. You you haven't forgotten. No, I I, know, I, I, see, I remember almost you know? every single incident. I can I can remember yeah, when when I right. say it was a daily thing, but I do I do remember the worst ones. <laughs> and I can I can still see yeah. this particular Christian brother who's probably long since dead. Brother Anthony was his name, and he was in De La Salle College mm-hmm. in Rohini, and he would grab you by the wrist, pull your hand out, and you'd be desperately trying to pull it back. And he would yeah. absolutely lash the hand off you. And you could see his face. He would stick his tongue out and bite his tongue as he was doing. I can see his face now that yeah. he really meant it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he, like he really wanted to hurt you while he was doing it. It wasn't just that, that this yeah, is the procedure. And, and got it. There was no punishment for that. There was, no, there, was, there was nowhere for a child to go. You know, you never knew sometimes, was it, did the teacher not like you? You know, was it, you know, because teachers had their little pets. pets, I remember that as well. You know, and all of that. And so they didn't seem to get the cane as often as the rest of us. And whatever. And did they, what was it that drove them to do that? But there was no consequences. There was absolutely none. So if you were slapped, 
you did something wrong. That was what your parents thought as well. You do, well do, do, me, do me a favour, Gladys. Just stay there for a second because I want to go to John as well. How are you doing, John? You're on the Nile Boyle okay. podcast. John, good afternoon to you. Hiya. Hello, Nile. How are you? John, I mean, I, I know it says on my screen here as well that you believe society was part of the problem as well. And I'm not going to deny that, by the way, because, you know, as parents... You went home to your mom and dad and said, you know, Brother Anthony gave me a slap today. And they went, well, what did you do to deserve that? So, yeah, parents were part of that as well. But it wasn't acceptable. I mean, they were adult human beings. They knew. They must have known what they were doing was wrong. Well, look, I'm, I'm a child of the 60s. I was educated in the late 50s, 60s and 70s. And I have to say that uh, at that time, corporate punishment was an accepted, whether we like it or not, that's the way it was. And an accepted form of discipline in society, in home, and in the schools. And some teachers did take it to extremes, there's no question about that. Uh, I went to three or four different schools my, when I was in, in senior infant. I saw a teacher holding a little child over a burning fire in the corner. Wow. Prepping to drop him on the fire. If the child didn't do that, I can't remember what the misdemeanor was, you know, but that's what happened. But I went then to uh, a national school in Rohini, uh, there was a teacher there, I saw him grab a child by the hair, throw him onto the ground and kick him out of the school, or kick him out of the class. I kicked him up the corridor, across the front of the class and said, get out of my class. And in, 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 in secondary school, I had a broken leg. I had my, my, my leg was in class and I was brought, I came back late one day and I was put standing outside the classroom for an hour and a half on crutches. So this type of thing did happen, you know. It, it, you know. But I have to say, Niall, every parent... Every parent knew that this was going on. Every guard knew it was going on. And, you know, uh, it, was an ex it was just an accepted form of discipline. I think it was horrific what used to happen to me and to others. It was horrific. But I think that, you know, if we're going to hold anybody accountable, it has to be society at the time. Not individuals, but society. We need to sort of say, look, this is what happens. Society is responsible. And we, we need to, I believe now, we need just to do what we're doing now, move on. It's gone the other extreme now, but we do need to move on. I don't think there's anything to be gained by, you know, taking people who were doing things that were acceptable at the time and holding, holding them to account today and say, right, you're coming to court or you're... No, that's absolutely I wrong. mean, le leaving aside, we, we spoke to Damien Hetherington at the start of the show who was sexually abused. And, and thankfully, the man who sexually abused him, John McLean, has gone to jail for a long time but, because he had so many victims. And leaving aside the sexual abuse, I think, you know, I, I think Gladys will agree, we accept that at the time if you didn't do your homework, you got six slaps, right? But the ruler or whatever yeah, it was, right? But as you said, to grab a guy by the hair or, you know, Gladys getting punched in the side of the head with the knuckles, to be thrown on the ground, to be kicked around the class. I mean, that's assault. You know, and, and whatever whatever they thought was acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, my father uh, actually knew the teacher who did that to the boy. And he knew that he was beating people every single day. And he, he questioned him about it. And the teacher said to him, look, I'm not in, in the popularity contest. I'm here to get results. And, and if, you bear, if, you, if you remember back at that time, in the, in the 60s, up until I think it was 68, Secondary schools cost money to go to. Most people, a lot of people, didn't have money to send their kids to secondary school. Mm. So there was a thing called the scholarship, which meant that if you got a scholarship into secondary school, you got to school free of charge. And that was a big, big thing in those days. And this particular teacher used to say, I'm here to get results. I'm getting kids who would otherwise not go to secondary school. I'm getting them to go to secondary school, you know. 
and and that's what it. That's okay. What it, well, that's, well, that's sorry. What, well, Gladys. Sorry, getting back to Gladys. Gladys, do you accept that society then has to take some level of blame for all this because your parents knew, the guards knew, everybody knew, but it was just accepted. But I mean, look, you know, sort of thing like the tap on the back of the hand. You know, sort of thing. So you didn't put your hand in the fire. You know, or the, uh, the tap on the backside. You know, sort of thing, or, or whatever. But the, that at level, it, you're talking about a serious abuse. It isn't. That wasn't. They knew what they were doing. Now, obviously, there was teachers. How come there was teachers that I remember very clearly who didn't ever hit anybody? Yeah. That's right. You're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely they correct. Yeah, I know that. And you know something? The thing I, that uh, the other thing that really gets to me is the people I've spoken about, the guy who held the kid over the fire, the guy who pulled the guy by the hair, all those sort of things, they were all lay teachers. None of them were Christian brothers. And I went to two Christian brothers' schools. And the Christian brothers, by and large, there were a couple of Christian brothers who were who were a bit vicious and who didn't do things the way they should be done. There were a few of them. Uh, but the vast majority of Christian brothers that I had were lovely men. They well, didn't do anything I, 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 You had a different experience than me because the school I went to, the Christian brothers were all nutcases. I mean, you know, we had another Christian brother who used to grab you by the hair and pull you around the class. You know? Yeah, I know. And, but I knew, I knew late teachers who did that now. Yeah, no, no I know, I know, no. I know. Yeah. So it wasn't, now, I know we had, uh, had a mix of them, but what did it do to us, though? That, you know, we're, we, we still all remember. So what did it do to us? You said, well, that was the time. And, you know, like, oh, forget about it. You know, sort of thing like move on. Now we don't touch, you know what I mean? Whatever. We don't touch anybody. But what did it actually do? Because I can remember what that felt like, the humiliation of having your face slapped. I will never, ever Listen, forget yeah, it. I, I agree that with humiliation you. humiliation of a total, <laughs> somebody that you went into, you know, and you you were trapped in that place until you you know the bell rang, and that person, whether they had a dislike, you couldn't work it out psychologically, you couldn't work it out emotionally, but you never forgot when they slapped you or got the cane, or you know you probably would remember the old um, for brushing off the on the the, the, duster, the chalk or the duster, blackboard, the yeah. duster, yeah, with a throat. Hoping they would hit yeah. you. You know, like it was like a competition yeah, but, for them. Nut jobs. But there's, you know? there's nobody, nobody is denying, nobody would deny that this type of thing happened and that it was horrific and there were teachers who really didn't mind doing this. And maybe some of them did get a lot of pleasure out of it. I don't know. But I do know yeah. that society realised that this was going on and it was up to society at the time to deal with it and they didn't. And I include all parents in this. You know, I'm including... Unfortunately, my own parents were now dead, but, you know, those, my mother and father knew about it, and my uncles and aunts knew about it. Everybody did. And, they, like, they were all just, they, they, were, they, were, they were people who would certainly have had mental breakdowns. I myself developed an illness. I got asthma out of it. The day I left, the day I left school, my asthma went away and it didn't happen anymore. So I, I was, I was traumatised by it as well. Everybody was traumatised. So, so you, you feel nothing would be gained by going back retrospectively to those who, were the, well, those who were the most vicious. I'm not suggesting every single teacher, but those who were the most vicious, you know, the guy who held your man over the fire that you spoke about or grabbed some guy and threw him on the ground and kicked him around the class, to those that were most vicious, to taking them to court now, nothing would no, be achieved. I think there's nothing, there's nothing to be gained by doing that. But they, destroyed, um, but they did destroy think, people's lives. 
Yes, I, they did. They, I mean, how, they, how many people did. in Ireland, sorry for interrupting, but how many people in Ireland, uh, you know, young boys and girls, and, and I do believe, and this is not sexist, that boys were, there was probably more male victims than there was female victims. I think it happened less in female schools, although it did happen with the nuns particularly. But when I say people's lives were destroyed, a lot of people didn't finish their education because of these monsters. They were afraid to go to school. They didn't enjoy school because they knew every day they went in, they got a hiding. So, I mean, it destroyed their lives. I mean, that's their future. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know that now. And, it, and, they, and then they did destroy lives. But I do think, I do think that there's a tendency in Ireland today to blame Christian brothers or to blame nuns. I'm not saying they're blameless. They're not, obviously. And, and they were living in a very repressive regime themselves. But I think, I think, that, I think that teachers, lay teachers, for me, the lay teachers mm-hmm. are far worse than the Christian brothers. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, yeah, we can look back and we say, oh, he was bad, he was bad. You know, I mean, I don't think there's anything to be gained. We realise it happened. We realise people's lives were messed up. But people's lives are messed up in many ways. But, but I don't think it was done behind the counter or behind a behind mm. closed door like the sexual abuse was. Well, well do me a favour. Well, hang on. Just stay there for a second because I want to go to Linda as well. Linda, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. How are you, Linda? Hey, Nile. Uh, but, yeah. Linda, I mean, you remember the, the nuns in your case. Yeah. And, and teachers. And what did they do to you? They were horrendous. Horrendous. One of them used to stick a biro in your head. Actually, on the top of your head, and uh, right. you go, oh, we lived. We lived in our county, Dublin, so we went to school in the town. Yeah. I won't say where. Yeah. But we used to have to get the bus in every morning, and uh, if you were late, oh my God, you get slapped across the legs, like in front of the whole yard. They yeah. showed no mercy. The whole generation of people my age that isn't even educated Be- over over nuns and priests and and teachers. Because you were afraid to go to school? Because it, you weren't registered then. It was just going in one ear and out the other ear. Fear. Mm. Fear. We all met up a while ago and a lot of us went back to school. But a lot of people didn't. Yeah. A whole generation of people that was on, just afraid to be educated by someone that's battered you around the place. Fear. They, they actually thought you were higher than us. Looking down on, on people. Mm. And it's, it's still like that today, unfortunately, a lot of them as well. Because we went to meetings and some people didn't even want to listen to us. And what was going on. Do you think, I mean, John makes a good point that society allowed it to happen. I, and I remember that, sure, I'd go home to my dad and I'd say, you know, you'd have a bruise and you'd say to your dad, oh, look what Brother Anthony did to me today. And my, my dad would say to me, well, yeah, well, you must have done something wrong to deserve that. And then he'd give me a clatter. So what I'm saying is... It was a is, fear, Niall. It was a fear. But, They're all in the magic circle. But but would it achieve anything now? Because some of them are still alive. Would it I achieve think it would, yeah. to charge them with assault? Yeah, I think so. I think it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should be charged and named and shamed. What they did to kids, like children. But see, their, their argument is, is Linda, their argument is, Linda, is that's the way it was. That was acceptable. Well, I don't think that's the, I, My mother and father never, never raised a hand to us. Never. Well, you were lucky your mother and father never raised a hand to you. You were very lucky that that didn't happen because there were many, many people who lived in a society in the 50s and 60s where the mothers and fathers disciplined children by beating them. That's what happened. And, and I know so, I'm not saying every parent, just like not every teacher did it, but there were, there were varying degrees of the way people... Look, do you remember Lugs Brannigan the guard? I do, yeah. He was a, he no. was a real disciplinarian. 
Now he, well, he was a guard, and he, now I don't know how many guards would have done that, done that type of thing, but he'd slap you across the face or he'd hit you with his gloves and say, go on home. Yeah. And, you know, that's the way he disciplined people. You know, so it was a much, much, much more vicious society we lived in then than it is today. And you can't apply today's rules to what happened back in the 50s. And 50s. No, I, 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 why not? Why not? We may, we I, may want to. I, I, you know, because it's just why not? not? It's not, it's not, it's not it's, because it's not right. No, and I, and I have said that in the past. You can't look back with 2023 glasses at what happened in 1960. But the one thing I will say, Dave, is violence is violence. You know, yeah. I, well, certainly with sexual abuse, there's a completely different kettle of fish because if anybody's sexually abused, they should go to the guards. But violence is violence. And at no point in history have we not recognised violence. You know, whatever about the emotional abuse or, you know, putting somebody in a corner, standing in a bin and calling them a dunce or whatever it is, you know, violence is violence. Now, again, I say to you, if a teacher brought kids up in the class for not doing their homework and gave them six slaps on the hand, that was common practice, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ones that took it further, the ones who felt they could absolutely do what they want. I had a, I had a, a, a teacher, a lay teacher, by the way, not a Christian brother, who used to hit you with a T-square. Now, do you remember the T-squares? They were kind of like a half a metre long in the shape of a T, a wooden square, and he would hit you with it across the back, you know. No respect now for nobody. Mm. So, so the, that there's a limit to what you could accept as being normal at the time, John. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, and this is not, I condemn it with every bone of my body, I condemn it. Mm. However, I'm just saying that it, it, was, it was the way society was brought, the way people were brought up. I think we have a completely messed up uh, generation of people who were are, who are treated like that. And if you look at it in, in today's, in, in today's with today's eyes and with today's rules, you would you would say, gee, this is absolutely horrendous what happened. And it is it was horrendous. But we're looking at it through a different prism to what we looked at it thirty, forty mm. years now, ago. No, still people living 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 that lived through it. If you can bring someone in for war crimes that happened years ago, you can do the same with them. That's what you can do. You just don't let people walk walk on a generation and just get get away with it. Well, uh, it's a, it's not a question of getting away with it. It's, it's it's a question of where do you draw the line? Forgetting about I mean, it? No, do, I don't think so. Where, where, where do you draw the line at bringing people to boot? Are you going to take a teacher who used to slap maybe twice or three times a week who's given a letter six and the best for? We're talking about extreme violence. Where do you draw the line? Where do you, where do you draw the line? You don't I mean, draw the I line if they use extreme violence. No, you yeah, don't. But you see, I, I feel that. Are you a teacher? No, I'm not. No, God, no. It, but, but giving kids six of the best with a leather was, ex- to me, to me, was extreme violence. I used to quake in my boots ready to get But if you see someone getting their underwear day. pulled down in a class full of people and there's boys in their class too and getting slapped in front of everyone, what would you call that? Let them away? Well, I don't think so. And I see this woman no, regularly. In, in, in today's world, no. In today's world, absolutely not. But in the, in the, in the world we lived in then, that's, that was the way. Unfortunately, that's the way life was. But we're, 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 yeah, but hang on. But we're not we're not talking about 1920 here. You know, uh, uh, yeah, well, obviously those people will be dead now. We're talking about 1960, 1970. Uh, people who are still 60 or 70 years of age, people like me, 59 years of age. So we're talking about people who went to school in the 70s and 80s uh, before corporal yeah. punishment was banned in 1982. Mind you, it still existed in, in the classroom for a period until the bill was actually signed. But in saying that, we're talking about a generation of people who are 50 or 60 years of age. For example, Linda has just admitted that she lacked education because she was terrified to go to school. So it wasn't just the beating. It was the fact that she didn't go to school. She didn't get well educated. That affected the rest of her life. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? She could be in a completely different career now if it wasn't for what happened to her. Linda, I'm in the same boat completely as you. I remember I did my leaving cert, but I did a pass leaving cert. You know, because I was, if I didn't know something in school, I got beaten for it. It wasn't beaten for misbehaving, it's for not knowing something. Mm-hmm. And if I mispronounced the word in Irish or in Latin or whatever subject we did, you know, I was likely to get thumped because of it. You know, that's the way the, the teaching was done. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, there are people there are people who who are very good in school, they're academically brilliant and they 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 they'll they sail through school without any problems. They'd be in an A class, they'd be treated with much more respect. But children who are, were in the weaker classes and they may be in weaker classes because they couldn't learn under that sort of stress. They couldn't learn with that Yeah, pressure. how could you learn if you're getting beaten around the place? I agree with you. I, I, listen, I agree oh, with Dan, you. You, you shouldn't let them away with it. You shouldn't let no, them away with it. No, I don't think so. Well, I think, I think looking back now, 40 years later, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, well, hold up. Well, hang on both of you for a second because I want to just bring Dave in as well in this conversation. Dave, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Bowling Podcast. How are you doing, Dave? Good, good. Dave, you're listening to John, and I do accept what John is saying, that, you know, it was a societal issue, that our parents knew about it, the guards knew about it, everybody knew about it, but everybody was happy enough that it just went on. Well, when I say happy enough, they just accepted it. Why? Why, why, why should it be accepted? Why was well, it accepted no, it was accepted, it was, it was, but it wouldn't be now. It was, it was accepted back then. Why? Because the, the church had a hold on everything. The church controlled everything. They don't, they don't control everything now. But it wasn't you know, ju- yeah, but it wasn't just the church. The the, the first the, the first abuse I got in school, physical abuse, was from a lay teacher. He wasn't a priest or he wasn't a Christian brother. Now I did get abused by the Christian brothers in Dallas College, yeah. but but he wasn't a Christian brother. He was just a lay teacher. Yeah, but I I, I was jumping. It was all Christian brothers with me. Mm. It was all the Christian brothers, and like we had actually there was one teacher that a uh, teacher, and he was in World War Two, and he used to fall asleep in the class. And now he'd lost part of his leg during the war, but he used to fall asleep in the class. And then if you were near him and if he had any flashbacks, he'd jump up, throw punches and kicks at, at young kids, mm-hmm. eight and nine-year-old kids. And like, I, like there was one young fellow that lived across from me, he had his nose broken by a, by, a, by a Christian brother. So where's the Christianity in that? Hitting, hitting a, a seven, eight-year-old kid with a punch in the head. Sure, I used to get, we had one teacher there, and he used to stand you up in front of the class and he'd hit you so hard in the shoulder and he'd send you flying over the desks. And then when you were on the desk, on the floor, rolling around, he'd grab you with <laughs> a lock and drag you up. And then he'd slap you. You know what I mean? And like, I, I lost out on a lot. I, I, I lost out on a lot for the simple reason is I scared shitless of skill. Sorry, excuse me, yeah. apologies. Scared okay. shitless of skill. Because yeah, okay. I had such a traumatic time in, in, in school. Um, I couldn't wait to get out of school. I don't go up as far as me. Remember the old group set? I the, got the, out. the group set was, for those who don't remember that, that was just before the intercert. That was, you were yeah. 15 at the time, yeah. Yeah, you told you. you did. Yeah. And, and like, oh, I couldn't stand because when we went to the secondary school, it was the same with the, with the teachers. With the, and do you, the, do you the, think the if all that part. wasn't happening, you would have stayed in school to leave insert? Yes. Mm. And your life would yes, have turned out differently. I've gone, yeah, maybe. I've gone, for loads, I've gone for loads of jobs now because they didn't leave insert. Yeah. No, because you haven't got your leave. Okay, but, but, to scale but back to the original you know question I mean? then. The question I asked at the start after we spoke to Damien as well was that do you think when it comes to even just the physical abuse of children that it would serve any purpose whatsoever, you know, to go back over that and say to people, well, you can charge them. 
20 years later, yeah, 30 years later. Yeah, I think they should be charged. It's child abuse. End of story. There's no ifs or buts about it. There's no black or white. It's child abuse. It was people... But well, then should all our parents be charged as well? Well, then, look... But, yeah, well, because technically, child, it's illegal now for a parent to hit a child. Uh, the law was brought yeah. in four years ago. So should all our parents yeah. be retrospectively charged for hitting us? If it goes to the stage where it's gone, it's gone over the over the borderline, yes, and it's considered abuse, yes. Mm. Why should one person get away with it and another person not get away with it? You know, John, I'm listening, and the, the, over, the right. overwhelming, well, the hang, on, hang on, Dave, John, the overwhelming majority of people today are saying, I, I, I'm not totally disagreeing with you, by the way, are saying that, you know, they should be charged, particularly those who went too far. No, well, I tell you, Niall, uh, you know, uh, I can understand the feelings of people who, who think that. I can understand that because people were, you know, very, very badly damaged by some of these teachers and some of these people. But I don't think it'll serve any purpose except maybe give some least gratification to people who, who, who say, oh, now I got you back. No, I don't think so. Those teachers, you know, I would say a lot of those teachers would look back themselves now and say, gee, I did this and I shouldn't have done it. I'd say a lot of them. I'd say a lot of them would be would be like that. But no, I don't really agree. I don't agree that they should be charged now. Absolutely not. Uh, as you said quite rightly there, it, it, it opens a can of worms. Are we going to have every child who doesn't get on with his father say, you beat me when I was a child, I'm going to bring you mm. to court? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, the, well, the, but the other danger not, of it is, by the way, I, I, I don't want to bring in the financial aspect of it, but the other danger is if you start charging people and we start charging teachers, well, then everybody then would be entitled to take a civil case again against all those schools. And I don't think the money would be there in all those schools to pay all the compensation for everybody who was ever beaten over the years. And not that I believe money is that important or should be that important, but unfortunately, you know, the education system needs as much money as possible. Uh, let, let, yeah, well, okay. No, no, yeah, sorry, Dave. No, just a quick, a quick one there. You're saying, like, that, that chap there said, well, if they look back now, and they'll probably say, well, I probably shouldn't have done that, or I probably shouldn't have done this. These, these are grown adults. These were adults in their 40s and 50s. So they knew what was right and they knew what was wrong, and they knew what corporal punishment was and what was allowed and what was overboard. Yet, like, there's no excuse to say, if they look back now, that they probably say, oh, well, I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have done that. They were adults. They were fully-fledged adults. They were educators people that you look up to and all they did was destroyed a lot of children's lives and a lot of people's lives with the way they physically and mentally abused children i i have to say it's quite shocking reading all the stories that are coming in as well i want to go to angela too angela how are you doing you're on the nile boyden podcast hi nile how are you angela it is quite shocking to listen to all the stories today but a lot of people saying they should be charged john yeah. saying and some people agreeing with john that it will achieve nothing um, what I find hilarious is that um, John seems to think that this stopped in 1982 because it didn't. Well, it no, I know, on. I know, it still went on for a few years yeah. after that. Yeah. It was signed it's into law. Not a few years. Not a few years. Now I can't mention the name at the moment because there is something going on. Okay, there is something going to go on. Okay, well, I'd rather you don't mention any name unless somebody's been convicted. Don't mention any names. No, no, not okay. mention the names. Um, and or the this school went on until no no I won't even mention the area right this went on until the middle nineties the middle nineties 
where he used to beat children with the meter stick, where he used to put them in barrels, roll them around while beating a hurley off of them, while he used to have, you know, a paper shredder. He used to have a sign over that saying, children's finger shredder. And he'd bring them up to that and say, if you don't do this, your fingers are going in that. Where he used to walk around his school with his keys jangling to put the fear of God into every child inside there. He used to make them eat paper when they didn't do their homework. Now, this isn't 12, 13, 14 year olds. This is seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. He used to fire them across the classroom for fun. Can I just make a point about that one? Yeah, yeah, no, make a point about that. If that did, and I'm not denying it happened, okay, that happened in the 1990s, that person, without question, should be brought to justice. That person should be sent to jail. No question whatsoever. Because because any teacher would have known that since 1982, or until the law was signed in, that it was illegal. anybody Anybody who did it after 1982, who persisted with this, the corporate policies, hitting people with the letter, fair game, bring them in. Charge them, throw the book at them, and send them to jail. That guy that that lady's talking about, put him in jail. Absolutely. I'm I'm actually visualizing what she's saying. Putting them in a barrel. And I just, sorry, Angela, I just find that house so hard to believe. I'm not doubting you for a minute, by the way. But to put somebody in a barrel and then hit it with a hurl. Yeah, and um, near the school, they they built a a new school. But near the school, there was a big, huge steep hill. And what he used to do was put them in the barrel at the top of the hill and roll them down. I do. You know what? I, I'm familiar now with the story because I remember seeing somebody put something up recently online in relation to that particular individual. And it's not just one yeah. person that's come forward into that in relation. No, there's been there's, many people. There's a good few coming forward. Well, no, no, even, even if that had happened in the 1970s, I'd be saying, that guy, that guy should be taken out. He's evil. He is evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, that is, that guy. Just, you know, there's no question. I'm not for a second suggesting that a guy like him shouldn't be thrown in jail. And, well, shouldn't, shouldn't be taken to court. He was prosecuted absolutely, 100%. Uh, but but and, you and know what did, the other thing, John, sorry, sorry just to interrupt you here on this part, is these kids were afraid to go home and tell their parents because mm. it was because they didn't do their homework. It was because they dropped food on the lunch hall in the lunch yeah. So his power over them, and like there were a few teachers in the school knew about it and said nothing. That's, well, you you I, know what, I, and, I, and that's I, what I said to Damien earlier on, it actually sickens me more sometimes when I hear about, yeah. and particularly in relation to sexual abuse, of course, and physical abuse, yeah. that other teachers or other people, be it even when we talked about the, the, the priests many years ago with the reports that came out, it was the people who knew about it and did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're equally as bad. So yeah, do I know. So yeah. do I, I agree with you. As well, what he used to do as well is, if somebody was sent, because he was a right. principal but also a teacher, that if, he, if you were sent down to get something from his class. I I heard of a girl who actually wet herself because she was sent into his class and he stood her at the top of the class and told her, I'll give that to you if you tell me a joke, but if, if you don't make me laugh, you have to leave my class without it. That's humiliation. 
that's mental yeah. abuse as well. You know, oh, oh, listen, you're, 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 what you're saying is right. You're saying what you're saying is, is right. But this guy you're talking about is a psychopath. Clearly. And a guy like him, a guy like him, you know, shouldn't be let loose in society. You know, a guy like him should be in jail. You know, I don't think we're talking about people like him in the 1970s. I mean, that's ex- really extreme abuse. I don't know. But when I he knows. Are, I think. In fairness, John, there was a lot of them. You know, most of them were mediocre. You know, they just slap you or whatever on the hand with the ruler or whatever it was, or the leather. I remember one guy, we had a leather with a 50 pence piece sewn into the top of it, right? So most of them were mediocre. But there were a lot of them were like the one Angela describes. They had new variations of how to punish a kid. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, no, that is, yeah, uh, Look, I mean, if you've got a if you've got a guy who's doing has a finger cruncher for kids, if parents found out about that, they should be up to the school straight away, mm. and they should be. But you know, let's assume that guy ha- was about in the sixties and seventies, and you knew that this was happening, and parents knew that this was happening. Why, in the name of God, would the parents not go up to the school? And I, it was them? it was like, but hang on, but it was like when we knew, like in one of the schools that I was in, there was a school teacher. And the going gag was, don't walk in front of him on the stairs. He'll feel your arse. Right? That was the going gag. Now, as kids, we somewhat at the time thought that was funny. Because he had a nickname, right? I won't mention the nickname of the air. But we thought he's probably dead anyway. But we thought that was funny. But I'm probably 100% sure he's been in court and been in jail or something like that. Somebody has probably reported him. Because he must have been interfering with children. Because that was the guy, everybody in the school knew about it. The, the teachers knew about it. But see, nobody said anything. And I, and I understand, John, you know, that at the time things were different. But I feel so bad even as a kid, I wouldn't be responsible for telling people or saying anything because we just thought these were the things that happened in school. But parents who knew that and must have known it, teachers who knew that and must have known it, I don't well, understand. Well, if, they, if, they, if, that, if you're talking about sexual abuse like that, yeah. Then one hundred percent, he should be taken out, and he could, he should be prosecuted. 100%. And, and should though, by the way, and, should and those indeed, who people, knew about it be prosecuted? I well, I mean, I mean towards yeah, they should. Mm, they yeah. should be made accountable. I do think so. Yeah. Should you I remember, mean, you remember you the famous it. Cardinal Brady, of course, who said, you know, that when Brendan Walsh, Father Brendan Walsh was, or Brendan Smith was abusing children, and he, he, he there was a child came in to give a witness statement. Uh, Cardinal Brady said he was the note taker. In other words, he sat there listening to the full testimony of this young boy, you know, in, in front of uh, Brendan Smith, who now we know is a prolific paedophile, and did nothing about it. Never went to the guards. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Noel, but I would have him up as well. Mm. I would have him charged also, definitely. Get him up in front of a in front of a judge and make him accountable. You know, he's probably dead now as well. But I mean, he's you know, but yes, yeah, people like that. People like that should be 100%. And if you have another teacher who knew that a, a priest or a, or a teacher was doing that, 100%. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about people who physically slapped children and some teachers who took it to extremes. Wrong, absolutely wrong. And if it happened after 1982 when the thing was banned, have them up in front of the court, 100%. All right, well, well, I, well, hang on, i, I got to go to one or two more calls. John, I appreciate you coming on the air, and I don't want to keep you as long as you have. You've been very good for staying Thank the air you. with me. Thank you very much indeed. Let me go to John as well. John, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. How are you doing, John? I'm not so bad yourself. Good. John, nice to talk to you. Uh, John, I mean, should these teachers be responsible now? 
Oh, yes. I mean, they're still chasing down, even though there's, I don't think there's any of them left, no, possibly anyone that was involved with the Nazis, like, I mean, especially the the Jewish Secret Service, just if there was even a sniff, if there was one of these males or females alive, I mean, they'll go after them still today, even if they're over 100 years of age. You can't really compare the two, can you? You're, well, you're no, comparing the atrocities in the Holocaust to, you know, well, teachers giving to me, kids to, to, hiding. Well, to me, like, what was done, like, to my generation and others before and that came after, like, was a Holocaust as a girl's old education. Because when I see kids in my road going up the road every day, both secondary and primary kids, right, some on their own, some two and three together, some of their parents, and they're laughing and joking and they're delighted going to school, meeting their friends, they're, they're delighted to be educated. They're looking forward to going to school. We dreaded going to school, like our generation. And what sickens me and what sours me completely, my generation and all the guys in my class, none of them really made it. No, no, we got on in life. But, I mean, our potential was stifled because we were terrified going to school. I remember when we got back from the summer holidays, we'd be all lined up all the different classes. And I was going into fourth class in primary school at the time. And all the brothers would line up along in the line. And then when the class would move off, you'd know if our brother you were getting, he would move with the class. And there was one guy in particular, right, who was dead now, who died of, uh, left the brothers and died a drunk in the streets uh, in London, I believe. And all I can say about that is he'd be crying. But anyway, when we moved off that day, all the groaning from behind me, oh, Jesus Christ, we have him. So we were stuck with this guy then, who had the reputation for that year. And he was a brutal bastard, that's all he was. And not alone, like, I mean, physically abused. And what would he do? What would he do when you say he was brutal? Well, well, well the cane would come out, the leather would come out. He got a fellow one day. The poor devil turned out after. He got glasses. He just couldn't. He was asking to read something on the, the blackboard, and he was down the back. And here he was, uh, and he was trying to read it. And he ran down, like, with a big bottle of his head up on him now, like, like a fucking goddamn walking tomato and legs. And just grabbed the young fella, dragged him up the thing, and shoved his face like, and his face was all chalk. And of course, the lads being young just laughed and they saw his mm. face because he looked like a looked like a clown. It was all this, the chalk all over his face. But that's what he done to that young fella. And the, the man came in a couple of weeks after with glasses. The fact is that the man couldn't see, or the young fella couldn't see the fucking board. Yeah. But the man didn't give a shit about this like. But the thing is, what I never forgive them of like is that like they destroyed education. They ruined education for the likes of me and others and many more who could have got on better than life, had an easier life. Did you, did you I, leave I, school I, early? Did you leave school early? Oh, I did. I, I went to secondary, all right, right. I, I bailed out after about two years or whatever. But, and I really didn't want to go there because I just had such a soreness from the, the primary school. Like, yeah. and as I said, we, I'm never going to get that time back. And all my generation, the potential that we had was stifled. And I will go so far as today today, I can prove like what school I went to, what class I was in, or what years. We should be compensated for destroying our potential. It's a, it's a fair point, Angela. You know, I mean, so many people missed out on a good education, not because they weren't clever. It was because they were terrified to go to school or they didn't terrified get a good education. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, along with sexual abuse, mental and physical abuse as well. Yeah. This ruined people's lives. Like, is it Damien that was on the Damien was on the side of the show, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as he said, he wanted to be a broadcaster. He wanted to do things, but... He, he lost all his confidence, yeah. Lost all his confidence. He lost all his confidence, you know. Yeah. 
And that's what's like with with what's going on here with the the teacher principal that we're on about. It's because he came out lately going, I was beaten at school, but I'd never touch a child. Yeah. You know, it's it's the lies. And but do, do you think, and I, I've asked this question three or four times today, and I don't think anybody really would, would know the answer, would ever know the answer, maybe, I don't know. Do you think these teachers, you know, say my primary school teacher who gave me a hiding every day, every second day, do you think they went home and gave their kids a hiding? Yes. Or do you think it was just yes. in school they were doing it to other people's kids? No. They did it at home too. Well, well, I suppose now we can't. How do we know? You know, what I mean, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, well, were they, I were they, they just we monsters in school know. to other people's kids? Oh, you know I what I mean? They were just. Well, you see, a, a lot of them were, especially the religious orders. Some there were some very good brothers, obviously, like there's some very good priests. Yeah. Not all priests are bad, but the thing is, like some of them, obviously, like I mean, they were frustrated, like I mean, in every way, like I mean, sexually, emotionally, everywhere, and they took their goddamn frustration because sometimes. There's like a lot of young lads and young girls who are pushed into the nuns, lads are pushed into the priests. So someone that's just told, you're going to be a brother. You kind of had no saying, especially a lot of times from rural Ireland. And you were pushed into something that you really didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That you didn't want to be doing, right? And then they took it out on everybody else, which was me and everyone else. Okay, but do me a favor, stay there because I just want to go to Tony before I finish up. Tony, how are you doing? You're on the Nile Boiling Podcast. I'm fine, and yourself, you did going good. Uh, yeah, everything's going well. Thank you very much indeed, Tony. Tony, you went to CBS in Francis Street. Long, That's correct. A long, yeah. long time ago, I imagine, wasn't it? When was it? It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was in the 70s. Okay. And describe, it was in the 70s. describe to me what happened. My... Yeah, well, as I said in my... Just as I said to your researcher, like there was a basement and you would be brought down to the basement for punishment for the most trivial things in the world. And for me, it was getting slapped. I was in a stable family environment. Yeah. But there was poor kids there and all that was maybe in a single parent family. Maybe the parents had mental health issues, alcohol abuse things. There was kids that came up in that basement and they said, he's a queer. He's a queer. Like, we'd be saying, what are you on about? Like, he's ever been touching me. He's ever been touching me. Oh, and God. this is seven, eight years old. This is, yeah. You know what I mean? This is primary school. And I have to be honest, I was never touched sexually. But physically, yes, there was one brother in particular. And I don't know whether you remember the old wooden pencil case that used to slide out. Oh, I do. Yes, I do remember them well. Yeah, yeah. There was something he was... So this was second class. I was eight years old, seven, eight years old. And I got the question wrong. He picked up the wooden pencil case and smacked me across the face with it. See, what? I I know I am thinking about it. And that's, that's right. I mean, whatever about, as I said, you know, the kind of rule of thumb was if you didn't do your homework, you got six slaps on the hand with a little ruler, right? Yeah, well, that's fine. I could deal with that. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I can deal with that myself because I think when that threat was taken away, it just opened. Yeah. It just opened the But, but to take a pencil case and hit someone across, hit a child across the face a with a wooden pencil. object. Yeah. Yeah. He smacked me across the face with it. I jumped up and I ran because I had started my schooling in England. Yeah. So when I come over to Ireland, I never got slapped in school in England. Then I come over and there was a man standing there with a big black dress on him and a leather strap in his hand. It has to be traumatising for any child. Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, on this particular incident, I jumped up and I ran out of the classroom and I ran home to my mother. 
And my father did go up, and my father said he would he would report them to the Department of Education and one thing and another and that. But it was just swept under the Of course carpet. it was. There was nothing, nothing happened. Ever yeah, nothing. There was nothing. And do you do you think if that individual was still alive today? Do you? And I'm sure that's that's only half of what he did. By the way, he probably did worse than that to other people, right? That's only that's only a fraction I of know. what he did. That's what I'm saying. Do you believe that you should be able to go back now and charge those individuals with assault? Because of course that was damaging to your education. Do you believe that you know people should be able to charge those who went over the top? I'm not talking about those who gave for you the six ones apps. that went up, for the ones that went over the top. Yes, yes, I definitely believe because it did damage kids. It definitely and did, but the only good I, I, thing it's done, yeah, but the only good thing it's done with me is I swore I'd never slap my children, and I brought my kids up, and yeah. they're adults now with their own families, yeah. and I never hit them. Yeah. I oh, grabbed them, and, I grabbed them now and again to give them a shake or, or whatever, but I never hit them. Sorry, what are, you say, what are you saying, John? I'm saying not long uh, should they be brought. Like the government knew what was going on. I mean, corporal punishment. Of course, the like, Department of Education knew well what was going yeah, on. When, when you think of it, like you, you wouldn't slap your own kids, we said, right? But would you hand them in next door to the neighbour next door and leave them beat the shit out of them? Like, no, you wouldn't. You handed them over for five days to a bunch of talking strangers in school who beat the crap out of them. So not only should they be chased down today, we should be getting compensation. There's going to be money falling out of the sky for everything in this country, right? So let's have a go now, lads. Let's look for compensation for destroying my education. Well, listen, guys, thank you, Tony. Thank you, John. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, everybody who got involved in today's show. The overwhelming majority of people believe, by the way, that there should be retribution for those who were involved in the extreme elements of physical violence, particularly those sexual violence. Paul says... I was hit with a bamboo cane. He mentions the school he was hit with there with the name of the teacher as well. Unfortunately, I can't do that unless uh, the person's been convicted. At 10 years of age, and even sometimes for nothing, but being blamed for something I couldn't, I could, didn't do. If you pulled away, you got twice as much. I got expelled from the school and ended up in uh, the primary. And he mentions another brother there who used to use a leather strap about 12 inches long. Brenda says, we have had 30 years of talking about uh, past abuses. All it does is incite hatred towards Christian communities and distracts from the present day abuses. Yes, they should be punished. And Irish society, uh, who, rem who remains silent while these abuses were happening, should feel a dark sense of shame. And Paddy also says, I was boxed into the side of my face when I was 13 years of age. He just walked into the room and landed it on me for no reason. Let me halfway down the wood, uh, halfway down the woodwork room on the floor, and he's seventy-eight years of age now. So obviously he's still alive. Um, look, the majority of people feel that those who went too far. I think when you talk about you know the kind of slaps with the ruler on the hand, people accepted that was the way it was. You got six of the best for not doing your homework or being late or whatever the hell it was in those days, which obviously by today's standards is not acceptable, but by the standards in them days was acceptable. But for those who went further. Particularly, a lot of people talking about Christian brothers or nuns, those who went further and took it upon themselves to pull you by the hair, throw dusters at you, kick you onto the floor, whatever it was. They should, and they should face criminal charges, according to a lot of people. And certainly, thank you to Damien Hetherington for coming on, by the way, and highlighting the sexual abuse, of course, and the perpetrator responsible for the crimes against him is now in jail in Arbor Hill, John McLean. For those responsible for sexual abuse... And believe me, go to the guards. Don't think you won't be believed. You will be listened to by the guards. And there is no doubt when you go to the guards, don't be in any doubt if the person was prolific, there will be other complaints. And that's how these things work. The guards will listen to many people in the case 
with John McLean, there was probably nearly 40 boys, all who gave corroborating stories. And when you have corroborating stories, they know it has to be true. Took only two days to put him in jail. And that would give you great satisfaction to see the individual responsible for sexual abuse against you go to jail, wouldn't it? Anyway, if you have any messages or any thoughts, you can text or WhatsApp on 085 100 2255. That's 085 100 2255. You can WhatsApp us right now. Don't forget today's show. We take the stream down after the show, but you can catch it on the website, nileboylan.com. That's nileboylan.com. Or indeed, you can go, if you just want to listen to it, you can go to Spotify and all the usual outlets. Everyday's show is usually up online within about two or three hours after we finish the show every single day. And if you want to catch up on previous shows, you can. Uh, they're all there uh, for the last three weeks. So please do and support us and make sure you have a listen back. Until then, I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 12. Have a good day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.